Hey there, people of God. You just tuned into the Next Gen Church podcast of the ACI Next Generation Church. We believe God has an awesome word for you today. Be blessed as you listen. To us. Let not our weaknesses prevail over us. Destroy every yoke of bondage over our lives. And make us vessels of honor and not of dishonor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put it together for the Lord one more time. Now I want you to walk up to somebody and tell them, I'm glad that you came. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. One more time, to God be the glory. Please be seated. I think today my preaching may be short. Just open your mouth and pray in the spirit. Rabba Babo Shada Dabaka Mahoshi Prenda Keti Hisu Parada Dada Dabahaya Lemede Nemede Lekede Nemede Bradoski Vidi Lahasaya Rabanda Shaya de Deleprende Sede de Kete de Betehe Kiondo Shaya Labrande Sede de Deleke de Brodo Sotoka Paradahaya Yamalere de Kesodo Dolomo Dolomo Sete Tikiti Satada Dolabababoro Dodo Saya Rabado Sede de Somebody open your mouth. Can somebody just open your mouth? Release that sound, pray in the Holy Ghost. Rakasada da la ba ba la ba ba la ba ba do wa te ne be pe le be pe. 
For he that speaketh in tongues does not speak unto men, but unto God he speaketh mysteries. He that speaks in tongues edifies himself. We know that to edify is to instruct and improve oneself morally and intellectually. To edify is to receive divine instruction on how to live on earth. Sata. 
Isaiah 58. Some people were waiting to hear some people say, hmm? which, which translation did we read the other day? That made a lot of. What's it called? Easy. Easy. Do you have an easy translation? Easy translation, message translation, something that breaks the English down. And your Asian, this one is, this one is, some of us don't understand ruins. So let's find another one. NIV. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins. And will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls. Restorer of streets with dwellings. Next verse. Verse 13. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath. And from doing as you please on my holy day. If you call the Sabbath a delight. And the Lord's holy day honorable. And if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. The mouth of the Lord has spoken it. But all of this is premised on verse 12 verse 12 verse 12 so please keep that scripture and like I said it's the foundation of all we're doing here we're seeking revival seeking the face of God believing God that he will show us a way and a pattern that works and can become evidence for other people on the fact that you know what God still rules in the affairs of men and this is how you walk with him. This is how you serve him. Amen. Um, about three weeks ago or four, we started on uh, what was supposed to be a series, The Making of Kings. So I'll just continue from there and believe that the Lord will help us at every opportunity and every occasion we, we find or we are given to gather that the Lord will help us. Amen. We, we, let's not become complainers. Oh, we started and there is always an opportunity and we thank God that today has found us. Amen. Amen. So, don't, 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 don't be a whiner. Just be glad and thank God for whatever opportunity he brings away. The Bible says that a living dog is better than a dead lion amazing huh a living dog is better than what a dead lion um, all of us were sad when we heard on most of us on Friday some of us on Saturday morning that Bishop Darkie Ward Mill's son had passed and sometimes when you hear things like that the enemy's ratings go very high it's like hey, Charlie this devil to they do think so, but you know what? We thank God for His mercy, and in all things, to God be the glory. Amen. So, live life, love God, and live life. Amen. And 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 all the things that happen that we don't like, who cares? Glory be to God. 
Amen. Oh, are you here? You don't like what I'm saying? You want me to pamper you? I should carry you and just, oh, it's going to be fine. <laughs> kings, kings, if you're going to be a king, you cannot be raised that way. If you're going to be a queen, you can't be raised being pampered. It's a great task. It's responsibility. It's, it's, it's isolation. It's rejection. Uh, so, it is difficulties. It is challenges. And let me tell you something. Christianity is not about changing things. As much as the power to change things has been given us, the essence of Christianity is not for us to change things. That's not why we are Christians. We are not Christians to change anything, but we are Christians in our response to life. It's as simple as that. So, if you think that because I'm a Christian, I'm changing from poverty to wealth, all those things, they're, they're part of, you know, God at his will, by his sovereignty, can allow or disallow. Listen, the hardest praying Christians, the best fasting Christians, they are not the ones that are rich. Go to the third world countries. Go to places in Asia. Huh? In the Philippines. They love God. They love God. But they are not wealthy. They would love to change their situation. They would love to, to, to change the fact that they are poor. I saw, I, I saw stuff in the Philippines the other day where it had rained. There was a flash flood. And in the church, the, the, the water has covered the whole floor up to people's knees. And they were in there. And they were worshiping. Next gen. Carpet day yourself. You know the come church. Let alone water. It's a sad thing. Can I tell you some truth this morning? So it's a very sad thing when I, sometimes how I encourage myself about the difficulties I go through is I look at other people who are serving God better than me and they are going through worse than me. Are you here? There are people, listen, the greatest preachers, the most anointed preachers are not the ones in the city. So. Huh? They are not the ones you see on TikTok. The most anointed preachers, nobody has heard of them. They've been consistently blessing a congregation of 20 and pouring into their life and encouraging them. And they have to work and feed themselves and they are still gladly doing it for the Lord. <laughs> and you think that when we go to heaven, the one that had a congregation of 10,000, and the one that stayed consistent with God, even when his congregation members were 20, and the 20 still depended on him. You think that the two have the same reward? No, absolutely not. Somebody say, absolutely not. So Christianity is hardcore. Let me put it that way. The thing is not a joke. I think we've been told too many times, hey, power, you pray, you change it, break that, lose that, kill this. Even demons, they don't die. How many of you know that? How many of you know demons don't die? Hmm? And when we talk about binding and losing to, when we say bind, you bind the devil, it doesn't mean you tie them. You can't tie them. You cannot tie any devil. The thing you can't see how you tie. So that word bind means to disallow. That means you have dis literally disarmed or disabled the function of the thing. So to, to even bind the devil is not in the mere words of prayer. But to bind the devil is to resist him. Which means that he has no case. Amen. And when we lose things, it means to also allow things to happen for us. Or, or to act in a manner as where our lives become attractive for the goodness of God. So, I, I really want you to be encouraged in the Lord and, and understand that Christianity is hardcore. Some of it is hardcore. It, it's, 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 it's not for... It's not for those who are looking for comfort at all. Perhaps that is the modern gospel that we've heard. Power to change this, power to change that. But 
what defines you as a Christian is not what you have changed, but how you respond to the things you couldn't change. Somebody here? What did I say? But how you respond to the things you could not change. Amen? People went to Jesus. He said, he said it prophetically. He was speaking of the future. He said, they will come and say, Father, we have done this in your name, done that in your name, which means they have actually done those things. They have healed the sick. They have probably raised the dead in his name. And he said, I'll tell them, you know what? I don't know you. Go away, you worker of iniquity. I don't know you. He said, I will do that. You know why? Because none of those things ends, ends you point in eternity. What ends you point in eternity is how you respond to life, not what you change in life. Amen? So if you pray and you go from poor to rich, what does God care? Yeah, he wants you to be rich, but yeah, you've gone from poor to rich. You pray, you were poor, you become rich. You think that, is that being marked in heaven? You answer me in all honesty. Is anybody marking that? Hey, the angels are celebrating. Charlie, this guy, prayer, I became rich. So that day when we go there, they will use, this, you, uh, you are the one who pray. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. That day when you had every right to be angry, and to respond however you, and you, you had every right and nobody would have held it against you. But you said that, you know what, I don't believe that God will be pleased in this. Therefore, I will not respond that in that manner. That day you end points. That day when you only had two CDs in your pocket. Huh? And they asked for an offering and that's all you had. And you knew you had to walk home after that and you gave it. That one heaven will mark it. But heaven will never mark you. I went from zero to millions. It's not happening. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Hallelujah. So I want us to become conscious and cautious of these things. That we are called and our calling... Is not justified by what we change, but rather how we respond to what we could not change. Paul prayed a prayer. He said, I prayed. I prayed because I, I couldn't deal with the situation. And the Lord said, I'm not taking it away from you, I'm not changing your circumstances. My grace is sufficient for you. You will stay in under this condition. <laughs> this is not a nice word, is it? It's not a nice sermon, is it? That is the truth. You will stay in this condition and you will give me glory in this condition. He said, my purpose for you will be fulfilled under these same circumstances. Because I have made it so. My grace is sufficient for you. And sometimes you deal with a situation and you, so, you don't seem to understand how God can bring his will to pass under your circumstances. Tell your neighbor, God is not a man that he should lie. If he said it will happen, it shall come to pass. Amen. So we are making kings and queens. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Look at somebody, tell them Christianity is hardcore. It's not for the faint-hearted at all. It's not. It's not for the faint-hearted. How many of us want to be preachers? You want to be a pastor? Lift up your hand. Huh? How many of us, if we get sent to Rwanda, will go? Rwanda is even nice these days. 
To where? Ukraine. Aha. Uh -huh. How many of us will go to Ukraine? Ukraine self is good because at least you know the war will end. You will enjoy some more. Aha. Uh -huh. Yemen. How many of us will go to Yemen? So, the thing is hardcore. All the people that were running their mouth during coronavirus, me, I'm a Christian, corona can't kill me, corona this, corona that, all that, the lack of wisdom. Bishop Doug, Bishop Doug Sanchez died. How do you explain that? I was talking to Micah during the corona Anytime he has a small allergy, I said, oh, why do you have corona? He said, oh, no, I can't have corona. I just have a small cold. Then I said, ah, you can catch a cold. That one, you couldn't rebuke it. But you are telling me corona. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You get headaches. You, you catch colds, which are, in viral stems, weaker than the coronavirus. That one there, you don't rebuke it. You don't have faith for those ones. Then when they talk about Corona and they ask for me, we, we are very weird in our thinking. <laughs> Why didn't you block the code? Huh? Is it to say that our God is not powerful or we are not powerful? We are. But I'm saying that the essence of all this is not so that our circumstances can become comfortable. No but rather is to keep a certain posture towards God regardless of what is going on around us. God puts me here and tells me to shovel the ground and I'm shoveling and I see a storm coming. I have two options. I can be talking to God. I'm shoveling. There's a storm coming. I see a flood coming. What am I doing? He says shovel. I see the flood coming. It's going to overwhelm me. He says shovel. I, I have to be able to trust him enough to keep shoveling even when the water has begun. So there are two things I'm going to I'm either going to be overwhelmed and drown or he'll deliver me. Now, I don't know which one he will do. That's what the Hebrew boy said. He said, we know that he's able, but the decision is his as to whether he will do it or he won't do it. So me, all I can do is appeal to his mercy so that at least he'll do it. Tell somebody, appeal to the mercies of God. So he says, dig it. And there's a storm coming. What he requires, most of us will stop the digging. I command the storm to go back. It won't go anywhere. He said, dig. He knew that while you are digging, there will be a storm. He knew it. And it was all part of the test of your composure and obedience. Because will you maintain your worship or will you be distracted by your storms? One time I was teaching and the Lord gave me a revelation of how Satan used to accuse the brethren in heaven. And he said, it's like we are in worship and we are all required to bow our heads. Huh? Everybody is supposed to bow their heads. When they say holy is the Lord, we all bow. But the thing is that they know Satan to be this mischievous one among them. It's like when you bow and nobody's looking, then he'll pass some corner and come and tickle you. You see, it's like he has spoke to you. Then he knows that you are not supposed to look at me. Your eyes are supposed to be closed. So he comes and he pokes you. Then he goes to hide. When you bow again, he comes and pokes you and he goes to hide. So now watch this. God wants us to bow and worship. But now you are also conscious that the devil will come. So instead of closing your eyes and bowing like this, you are now like this. You are checking. Your posture has changed. And then the same person who is poking you goes and says, when we were worshiping, he didn't have the right posture. And you see, God requires the posture. So he's not going to say that, are you not the one who made him change them? Otherwise, he would have said it to the devil in the garden. You are the one who made them eat it, so I won't do anything about it. 
But because he requires the posture, it is a valid accusation. Meanwhile, he's the one that incited it. Is somebody here? So Christianity is about maintaining the posture that we claim works. We say that Jesus' posture towards life is what works. If we claim that his posture towards life is what works, then throughout whatever we go through, we should have that posture. Otherwise, our claim is nothing but a lie. Or it was a claim that was just made in jest. It was made in jest. It was made when we were comfortable. And any claim that you cannot maintain when the seasons change is a false claim. Are you here? Most of us, apart from church, when we are out there, we are different people altogether. We have a certain lifestyle and a certain tongue depending on the community we find ourselves in. Because it, uh, it helps us get acceptance. So I'm accepted in church, but I'm also accepted in the world. It doesn't work like that with God. You can't be accepted in two places. Otherwise, you're a chameleon. Are you here? Only chameleons can blend in everywhere. When you go, if you find yourself in, among people who are not in church, in the, the, the kingdom, it should, be, it should show that you, you are not one of us. If it doesn't show, <laughs> we are bad. If it doesn't show, we are bad. Just like when the people who love worldliness come to the church, you can tell that they are struggling a little bit. They are being there, keeping their cool, checking, wiping, being cautious of, and, you know, you can't tell. In the same way, if, the, if we can tell the worldly people when they come in, the worldly people can also tell us or should be able to tell us apart from them when we go out there. Amen? Amen. So, being kings and queens, it comes with all these sacrifices. And I'm just saying this for us to have this at the back of our minds that, yes, we have power to change situations. Uh, we, we, we have been given power to speak to things, to command mountains to move and all that. But at the end of the day, it is not the essence of the God because none of that takes you to heaven. What is essential about Christianity is those things that count when it comes to going to heaven or gaining rewards in heaven. So anything that does not gain reward in heaven or does not grant a key for entry into heaven, it is a non-essential. It's up here. And that's the only way it works. Uh, otherwise, only the rich will go to heaven. And everybody will pray to be rich. But Jesus said the poor will always be among you, not even around you, among you. So in the church, and the Bible also says that he that gives to the poor lends to God. What does that mean? There will always be an opportunity to do something that makes God mindful of you. So always. So the way God has worked this thing out, nobody can understand. What is required of you and I is that regardless of what is going on, my posture towards God stays the same. The day you can't change, you can't pay your school fees, you stop coming to church. You are angry with God, angry with your parents. You lose your job, you stop coming to church. But you see, the, the, the honesty, the fact that you're a Christian doesn't mean you won't lose your job. Eey. We pray that it won't happen, but it can happen. And when it happens, eh, God requires the same posture that you had towards him when you had a job. He requires the same posture. Somebody here, you don't like my preaching this evening. Huh? You want us to break it! <laughs> Overturn it. It's all good. But when life changes on you, does your posture towards God also change? Because life can change on you. <laughs> uh, life can it will play a fast one on you. Hmm? But I pray that life will not play a fast one on you. Or oh, your amen should be louder than that. 
I'm not trying to scare you. I said life will not play a fast one on you. Or shout a louder, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell somebody Christianity is hardcore. Amen. So, second chronicles, is it second chronicles? Yes, second chronicles chapter 34. Second chronicles chapter 34. The making of kings and queens. We're reading from verse, 30, uh, from verse 1. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. Eight years old, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Say, any manipulation to cause me to turn to the left, to turn to the right, depending on the season, contrary to the will of God, said in the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare that by the power of the Holy Ghost at work in my life, I declare that I am resilient to the pressure of the times, the pressure of the season, in the mighty name of Jesus, say by the help of the Holy Ghost, I gain resilience against the pressure of the times and the pressure of the season in the name of Jesus. While we're doing this, last week we were talking, the first time we we talked about these topics, we dealt with the high places and we'll go back and do that. But he said he didn't turn to the left nor to the right. Look at the next verse. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, so by this time he's how many years old? Sixteen. While he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father David. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah. So, eighth year, he was sixteen. And twelfth year, he was twenty. And at twenty, he figured that some things needed to go if there was going to be a revival. He understood that some things needed to be done away with if God was going to come into town, lift up your right eye and say, in the name of Jesus, anything that exists in my life that has kept away the presence of the Lord, say, in the name of Jesus, tonight I bury it. Say, any weakness, any infirmity, any social life and standard, that is at work in my life that has kept away the presence of the Lord say tonight in the name of Jesus I bury it 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 listen if God is going to come to town there are some things that he requires for us to take away a lot of us think that you can just be there God doesn't just show up you have to do the work he said to Moses, even in the Old Testament, he, in the Old Testament, he just used to appear like that, like water. You know how sometimes you, you wish you were in those Bible days. Hey, Charlie, so God used to. <laughs> he said to Moses, tell your people. He said, Don't, they should not ease themselves in their camp. Now, these things are examples of God. He said, they should not ease themselves in their camp because I am God. Find that scripture for me and I walk among them. In other words, there are certain things that God cannot be a part of. Is somebody here? There are certain lifestyles that God cannot be a part of. Huh? What am I saying? You can't go and you can't go and twerk. Huh? And be showing me your bum. And all manner of things. And all the vanity. And then come and sit here and think that God wants to validate that lifestyle because his presence is a validation of lifestyles. So if you think he will offer you his presence just like that, you are joking. Acts of miracles, they don't validate lifestyle. They are acts of his mercy. But his very presence is a validation of lifestyle. God doesn't just show up. He either shows up to destroy or to make alive. So if we are a church... That want God to show up. I'm even digressing from my message. 
If we are a church that wants God to show up, huh, there are some things that have got to go. Look at somebody, tell them some things have got to go. Say, you are either with us or you are not with us. I won't say you are against us, but you are either with us or you are not with us. Huh? The popular one is now, of course I, I don't want to say. Who never hands up in the air? And you see, it's like, uh, excuse my language. I was saying to some people yesterday we were praying, all this is language. So there's nothing like vulgar. I mean, those are human standards, but let's not go into that. Our generation today in, 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 in worldly terms, they give a finger to everything. It's like we don't, yeah, I mess up. So are you serious? When we mess up, yes, we've messed up. We are, but there should be remorse. You can't mess up without remorse. So where is like, hey, I've messed up, let's move on. Are you joking? Uh, it's like, I can do whatever. and You can't do whatever. Unless you are not looking for the presence. The guy had everything. Huh? Ask, what, what, do you, what is it you have? That we ask you to come for meeting and you have behaved. What, is, what do you have? Foco. What, is, what crowd do you have? Look at somebody and tell, what do you have? You can put their shirt on their neck. You can, what, do, what do you have? Ah! We can't even talk to you one minute. If I call you and tell, oh, Charlie, Charlie, this video you put up, I don't think it's, uh, who are you to judge? Hey! Some more video you put up, I've seen some, I'm, what do you have? Somebody say Yehoah. The guy had everything. Now he was a king. Oh. There was nothing that he was looking for that he wouldn't have. Not even an old king. So that he said that he's not interested in something. He was young and interested in everything. But he said, I desire God. Oh, Kalaba. Most of us right now, if God give us Facebook, Afro. Huh? Afro. If Jay-Z call you right now, I heard you play something in church and I think you're going to be my drama. Afro, we'll see you in church again. Afro says, my man, Bishop King, what's up, man? What's up? My man, my man, my man. You want to be a king? You want to be a king? Prove to God that after you have everything, you still seek him. Because that's what Josiah did. When I watched this thing, I said, God, help me. Because I see so many things that I realize even here, and, and you see, sometimes you need to get into tomorrow to realize that you didn't have it all together yesterday. Right now, you feel like you are ready for God, but it is tomorrow that you realize that you were not ready for Him. Because I see all the things that perhaps if God brought my way or brings my way, I may not even preach again. I'm telling you, I'm te and I'm the preacher, and I'm telling you. I know there are some things that because when I look at some of the frustrations and all eh, maybe I'll help people and I'll support the church and I'll pray for people but I've been, I've been in prayer the whole day I was resting my back and I told him to wake me up and come if I had those things eh, my God eh, bless them for me I'm being, I'm being honest. So God is still working on me. Yeah, he will make me rule. But before he makes me rule, he has to, I have to prove to him that he is my most essential need. That's how the Bible describes him. He has to become, 
how, how, how does a modern day 20 year old having everything still look up to God? How? I don't know if it's possible in our time. Because if even 60 year olds will retire, they'll play golf. Jesus is Lord. Are you here? I hope you are pondering over what I'm saying. Look at it, look at it. Go back, go back a verse. Go back a verse. You know what? You are pondering over it. Mm. You will still come in. Eh? Mm. You married eh, an heir to the throne of England. Or oh, you start some mega business. You are the top most fashion designer across Africa. MTV Awards, BT, whatever. Uh, Grammys, people are wearing your clothes. Busy. Hi, President. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, did, I, I lost my phone. and I, <laughs> I don't have any contacts on my... Ask somebody, are you ready? Am I talking to somebody here? Now, this message is not just for, don't, it's not just for young people. It's for old people too. Those that have prayed to God that by the time they go on retirement, they want to have, the question is, when they have those things, will you still be around to encourage the younger ones and tell them about God? Or you buy these days, nobody smokes eh, the pipe anymore. Eh? And people do. Or you buy a pipe. Eh? And cross your legs. Because you are okay. Somebody say Jesus is Lord. But you see, I'll be more encouraged if you invite somebody. So invite somebody. At least let's start with our brothers and sisters amongst us. Hmm? Jesus is Lord. Can we go back to the scripture? And we'll end it there just for five minutes. Jason, Emerald, can you help us with worship and then we'll get ready to go. Go back to the scripture. It says, in the eighth year of his reign, he began to seek the God of his father. He said, I've got everything, but I need God. I'm, 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 I'm pursuing the career of my dreams, but I need God. I have the ministry I've always prayed for and more, but I still need God. I've married fine girl, but I still need God. I've married a guy with six pack, but I still need God. I still need God. He proposed to me in public. I still need God. Because the same way he proposed to you in public. <laughs> huh? I still need God. I've become a superstar. I still need God. I, be, I still need God. I've raised the dead. I still need God. I've, I've caused the blind to see. I still need God. I've made the deaf speak. I still, that the deaf have heard, I still need God. The dumb have spoken, I still need God. I, I prayed for people with no limbs and limbs grew out of them. I still need God. I still need God. I just won the lottery. Hmm? I just landed some heavy, heavy promotion. I've worked there, I've prayed, and now I'm the CEO, whatever. I still need God. He didn't say this when he was 30, 40, 16 years old. With everything. Anything and everything you could call anything in those days was at what? His disposal. I, I, I don't know if you're grabbing the picture. Please stand. Manny, stand up. Stand up. What, what is it you want? Tell me some of the things you want. You would love to just see. 
and then just make your life sweet. What are some of the things? You know, just call some money. Like how much? A lot. Like how much is a lot? Millions man, or billions. You have it, then you have cars. You have everything. You can come to the church, feed the people, or you can choose to just send the money. And yeah, you, you love church. You love your people. You love your brothers. So you take care of them. You've taken care of all of them. They, you've even bought everybody a house. You, yes. But then after that, can you just imagine, would you still be able to say, I still need God? Would you, would you be able to do that? Because that is the place of a true king or a true queen. When you can have everything. You see, it's easy to serve God when you are poor. <laughs> hey, poverty knows how to serve God, I tell you. Hey! Every meeting you are there. If you have to walk, you walk. The day you buy a car, you don't want to go out there because there is mud. You've washed your car. The guy, they just walk around, Charlie, this, I don't want to wear a step. Charlie, Charlie, Papa Crab, by now you should have tied this whole place. Let me go and give him some money. When he ties the place, I'll go to church. Somebody say Jesus is Lord. Listen, there are people who come to this church. I'm sorry, especially women. And because of the shoe they are wearing and where they had to pack, they turn around and they go home. You understand what I'm saying? Because Charlie, the heel, the thing is a Hermes. It's a hundred and something thousand. Don't do it. Let that not be your story. I, I declare that God will bring you to a wealthy place. He will bring you to an exalted place. And when he has brought you to that place, may you be able to still declare that I still need God. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Put it together. Rise up. Thank you for listening to this week's message on the Next Generation Church Podcast. We pray that this word you've received will bless you, increase your faith in God, and enhance your spiritual growth. We encourage you not only to subscribe to this podcast, but to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Next Gen Church. We would also like to hear from you. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Church with NHG. God bless you. If you said it, we believe it. If you said it, we believe it.